I'm only human after all And you're only human after all Don't put the blame on me Welcome to First Formation, a spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 103, verse 8 through 13. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always accuse, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he removes our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. Genesis chapter 37, verses 12 through 36. Now his brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers pasturing the flock at Shechem? Come, I'll send you to them. He answered, Here I am. So he said to him, Go now, see if it is well with your brothers and with the flock, and bring word back to me. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron. He came to Shechem, and a man found him wandering in the fields. The man asked him, What are you seeking? I am seeking my brothers, he said. Tell me, please, where are they pasturing the flock? The man said, They have gone away, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him from a distance, and before he came near to them, they conspired to kill him. They said to one another, Here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we shall say that a wild animal has devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. But when Reuben heard it, he delivered him out of their hands, saying, Let us not take his life. Reuben said to them, Shed no blood. Throw him into this pit here in the wilderness, but lay no hand on him, that he, may, that he might rescue him out of their hand and restore him to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the long robe with sleeves that he wore, and they took him and threw him into a pit. The pit was empty. There was no water in it. Then they sat down to eat, and looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead, with their camels carrying gum, balm, and resin on their way to carry it down to Egypt. Then Judah said to his brothers, What profit is it is if we if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers agreed. When some Midianite traders passed by, they drew Joseph up, lifting him out of the pit, and sold him to the Ishmaelites for twenty pieces of silver, and they took Joseph to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the pit, and saw that Joseph was not in the pit, he tore his clothes. He returned to his brothers and said, The boy is gone, and I, where can I turn? Then they took Joseph's robe, slaughtered a goat, and dipped the robe in the blood. They had the long robe with the sleeves taken to their father, and they said, This we have found. See now whether it is your son's robe or not. 
He recognized it and said, It is my son's robe. A wild animal has devoured him. Joseph is without doubt torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his garments and put sackcloth on his loins and mourned for his son for many days. All his sons and all his daughters sought to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted and said, No, I shall go down to Sheol to my son mourning. Thus his father bewailed him. Meanwhile, the Midianites had sold him to Egypt to Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard. First John chapter 3, verses 11 through 16. For this is the message you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We must not be like Cain, who was from the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not be astonished, brothers and sisters, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love one another. Whoever does not love abides in death. All who hate a brother or sister are murderers, and you know that murderers do not have eternal life abiding in them. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. Good morning and welcome to the 15th Thursday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 103, Genesis 37, and 1 John 3. And Genesis is always fun. Uh, it's filled with stories, many of which a lot of us have heard whether we uh, go to church or not. And this morning's story is about Joseph um, one of the youngest sons of Jacob, or Israel, uh, who is um, also Jacob's favorite son, and who is known to have this technicolor dream coat. I don't always remember the story behind the, the dream coat part, but there's plenty of uh, Godspell plays that will uh, lay that out for you. And this uh, episode is uh, from when uh, Joseph is sold by his brothers into slavery. There's a couple of pieces that stood out that I wanted to double check um, because of their parallels with the New Testament. Um, and in a in a nutshell, Joseph is told to go find his brothers. He looks for them. He doesn't find them, and uh, they kind of they see him coming and they find him first. And as a group, they say, um, "Let's you know kill him or." Put him in this pit, right? And that's because he's the favorite, and they're all jealous. Um, and he's one of the youngest. And uh, at first, they they want to kill him. And then Reuben, who apparently is much more sympathetic and not as inclined to violence, he says, "Well, let's just leave him in a pit." And then he conspires to come back to get him later, um, so that he's not killed and he can return to his family. Um, and as that plan is being put in place, um, they have him in a pit, and um, uh, Judas, or I'm sorry, Judah, is uh, comes up with this idea. You know, let's try and get some money out of this deal. Let's sell him to the Ishmaelites or somebody, anybody. And so they go with that plan. And Reuben comes back and finds that Joseph is gone, um, and they dip his 
coat in um, animal's blood to make it look like he was killed. And so Reuben's plan to save his brother from from death or from sale, uh, from slavery, uh, is thwarted. And I want to double check because it said that um, Judah, uh, the, oh, it says that they get 20 pieces of silver out of it. And pieces of silver makes me think of what Judas got um, for betraying Jesus. And um, the the name Judas is the Greek form of the Hebrew name Judah. So Judah and Judas are the same names. Um, and in this 20 pieces of silver, it was actually 30 for for uh, Judas in the New Testament. And 30 pieces of silver is typically um, associated with the price of a slave. So there isn't a whole lot, um, you know, symbolism. It's just their brother, Joseph, has now been made a slave because they sold him. But it also means that if there's a parallel that Jesus was sold as a slave, um, and that helps us understand the language of ransom that's used uh, every now and then in the New Testament, um, or and especially the Pauline letters, um, epistles, that this ransom um, is indicative of slavery. This he has been sold into slavery, he has been ransomed, um, and then he liberates us from that same ransom, that same slavery, that same bondage. Um, It doesn't necessarily have much to do with the military, Um, but I I did think of, I keep wanting to say Eugene, Reuben, Um, maybe uh, you all have uh, followed the Eddie Gallagher story, who was was a Navy SEAL who was prosecuted for... um, crimes um, in, shoot, I think it was Afghanistan. And it was very dramatic because one of his, another SEAL, another battle buddy, had entered sworn testimony um, in exchange for immunity that implicated Eddie. And then on the stand, because he had immunity, he took responsibility for this killing uh, because he said that um, uh Eddie had a, a family and he didn't want him to spend the rest of his days in prison. Um, but in the, in the wider context that set off this conversation publicly outside the military about how there's these kind of um, tribes, if you will, in the military. And I, I didn't see them as tribes, but they're definitely types of either warriors or boy, boy scouts. And the warriors are mission at all costs kind of like, um, you know, very uh, task-driven, detail-oriented, willing to bend morality a little bit in order to get things done. Uh, The Boy Scouts, however, for the Boy Scouts, morality is unbendable. Like, you cannot sacrifice your ethics or your morals just to try and accomplish the mission. Um, And that sometimes you might die rather than having to kill the wrong person. Um, and Reuben is a Boy Scout, and he's one of the heroes of this story. Um, he is more ready to help preserve the life, even if it may set him against his brothers, um, than he is to let his brothers kill or sell his youngest brother. Um, and 
<clears throat> in the John reading, it talks about um, Cain, and it doesn't mention Abel by name, but Abel is the one whose deeds are righteous, and his brother Cain's deeds were evil. And again, Abel is the hero, even though he's not named. Abel and Reuben are put in parallel uh, in these two passages. And Abel was the one who was killed, not the one who killed, um, that he did the right thing. He bore a sacrifice to God that was pleasing, um, and he was killed for it. Um, and I, I, that isn't to say that Eddie Gallagher, the, the warrior whatever type or tribe or whatever, uh, I don't think they're necessarily Cain. I think there's a lot more nuance there. Um, but uh, if it's true that the Boy Scout kind of group in the military is uh, more or less how I described it, they seem much more um, aligned with the traditions of our faith, of Abel, of Reuben, of Jesus, ultimately, who was made a slave and even put to death, rather than um, bend morality or bend reality so that um, what he wanted and what God wanted would come true. I think we similarly are called to be um, like uh, that uh, the group of SEALs who did the difficult thing of making sure their um, commanders knew what was going on. Um, I mean, that, that whole episode is much more complicated than that, but making that decision uh, to sacrifice relationships, sacrifice careers in order to do the right thing to inform um, the higher-ups what's going on, um, I think is much more in line with our, our tradition um, and, and uh, gives us an example of what it means to love not ourselves, um, but uh, one another, as, as the reading from John this morning puts it. A prayer for peace among the nations from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, Guide the nations of the world into the way of justice and truth, and establish among them that peace which is the fruit of righteousness, that they may become the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs>